Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We love horror movies from the 70s and 80s, and we watch them for two days straight, and then we go write a book. Now we're looking back at every title one at a time in this podcast that we put out monthly. Once we've had an episode for every movie, it's time to meet up for another shock marathon. Oh yeah, welcome. The The red record button is red and uh, we're here. I'm Matt Farley here with Tom Scalzo. Hello. And Charlie Roxburgh. Greetings. We're talking about Night Creature, which is um which is awesome. Is that the title that is on your DVD box, Tom? VHS. Oh, uh, forgive me. Night Creature. Yeah, I, I read somewhere it goes under another title too, but not Oh, I ain't other title. <laughs> oh. Yeah. It goes under <laughs> Let me five count other, the titles. Five <laughs> five other titles. Some that I'm sure the director doesn't even know about. And what a movie it is! Um, Also known as Cat, (laughs) they they were gonna release this movie as Cat, not even like Evil Cat or Blood Cat, just Cat. (laughs) That's bold. (laughs) I saw what what was described as a TV advertisement for this movie, which I find hard, uh, like a little hard to believe that they ran ads on TV. But in the ad, they describe. Um, Donald Pleasance, uh, who you know from the movie Halloween, and the gall for them to connect, to to try to trick fans of Halloween into seeing this movie is, is admirable. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing. So I, I I think this actually was filmed before Halloween, but possibly released after. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I I believe that very much. Um, Night Creature. Opening credits, we get shots of the evil cat um, that are periodically freeze-framed um, so that we can get some of those opening credits. And um, what what is it? It's it's a puma? Do, is that what t- we describe this cat as? No. What is it, Charlie? They call it a leopard in the, uh, in the story, but I like to call it a puma or sometimes a panther. And mm-hmm. when I say any of those ones, I'm not sure it's right as I'm saying it. <laughs> when I look at that cat, I think puma. You yeah, know? but they, they say leopard, and I guess you can, they say leopard. Black, you can have a black leopard. I tend to like a leopard with spots. That's how I prefer my leopards. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Panther is much better, I think. But yeah. Panther or puma, I'll take either one of them. It, the, the, the movie starts off with, with what I, I guess we're supposed to believe is a news report. Um, and the mm-hmm. <laughs> the reporter says, among other things, Pulitzer Prize winning novelist Axel McGregor, who now makes his home on an island on the River Kwai, has announced that he will postpone his restoration work on a number of Buddhist temples there, <laughs> long enough to hunt the man-eating black leopard that has been 
marauding villages. I'm not sure if that's the word he said there, but anyway. In one of the northern provinces, McGregor has been called a living legend. <laughs> in his <laughs> so much, so much information. <laughs> who? How often are any novelists given this much uh, time on a news uh, broadcast? Yeah. <laughs> in his long career, he has been a war correspondent, a test pilot, a race car driver, and a big game hunter. Today, the living legend will face what is reputed to be one of the deadliest carnivorous animals on Earth. This cat is said <laughs> to kill for the simple pleasure of killing, <laughs> frequently leaving his victims behind as he moves from one village to another, leaving a gruesome and frightening legend of his own. The natives in that region have come to believe that this man-eater is possessed of supernatural powers, but McGregor doesn't appear to share that view. He says that he looks forward to the hunt with confidence and enthusiasm. What a world where a man uh, going hunting <laughs> is is national news. <laughs> uh, they they really he does he's not shown with like pad or pencil or near a typewriter as far as I can remember in the whole film. He doesn't no. sell writer to me at all right no, i mean no. only he's mostly in a hemingway mad. quality i guess yeah he's mostly those, i guess mad are... they're long gone yeah yeah i think i think so <laughs> he believed his own press he's living off uh, he's living off the legend he did believe his own press that's true <laughs> what a great intro i i like that lot it's well written and a good way to get a lot of uh information across to the uh, cheaply cheaply Cheap. <laughs> And it not only gets a lot of information across, it creates uh, uh, an atmosphere that otherwise is not at all created. It's like this this animal is somehow supernatural and like a terror to these villagers. But, you know, you don't get that pretty much <laughs> ever in the movie. <laughs> it's great. It's like it's like you just start your movie just saying something is true and just you just have to like, force it down people's throat. Right, because they don't <laughs> they don't convince us otherwise. Um right. so we get to see Pleasant stalking um through the forest. Looking much like Ido Hootkins, I would say, from Don't Let the River Beast Get You. Um, mm. what a presence Donald has in these scenes with the with the natives. Just kind of, it it, it seemed like they had about a half hour, and they're like Donald, um, go that way and look like you're looking for a beast. All right, now go the other way and look like you're looking for a beast, and yeah. that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. So then, and you know what? What's odd though is it feels like it's almost like a documentary, like with that voiceover. You know, you think like there's like a camera crew there, like like documenting, capturing this hunt, but it doesn't seem to actually be happening. Yeah, well, they, I, tr they try to like mesh all this this news report together with this hunt, but it's it feels not like it actually was actually being filmed. Feels like it was filmed so hastily that um, it was practically documentary uh, quality. It was just, you know, it's so cheap. yeah, it was so wonderfully cheap, and that's good. So, um, so then I guess the cat attacks Axel, and one of, wait, no, one. I thought one of his assistants sh shot the cat, but that's not the case. We get a point of view shot of the cat going at him, and then a shot of the, and then a so assistant shoots and scares it away. Okay. Kind of. Right, mm -hmm. and they but, yeah they don't always have the cat attacking people, so we just have the camera coming at people, and then it cuts back to the cat just kind of standing there, right, Charlie? Yeah, pretty much. I I think they <laughs> might be hinting that that the cat could have killed um, Pleasance, but he wanted to wait to kill him later. 
Like they had an eyes. They, there's a lot of eyes. Over oh, so much. Pleasant oh, yeah. sad man versus um, beast, man versus <laughs> his own insanity and all that good, like pretentious oh. stuff. But um, I think that like the cat knew he could hurt Pleasance more by knocking him over and not killing him, and mm-hmm. leaving letting him live as a coward. <laughs> what a, so what that, a cat! Oh, that cat is. <laughs> Ruthless. Uh, he rubs it in. Yeah. Yeah. The poor, it's devious. The, the actual animal. I feel terrible for it that it had to be put through the. It, it doesn't look like it was treated badly, of course, but that 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 beautiful. Uh, um, a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like when they're wrestling in the net. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He didn't like that. So then Axel goes back to his island, um, on a speedboat, and he tells um. He tells his legion of servants that they're to take two weeks off and leave his island. Uh, um, and then paid, paid. Oh, it's a paid, paid weeks off. Yeah, paid, yeah. Oh, good you for him. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a party. <laughs> I really like this part coming up here, where you know how how he's setting up for the to have the hunt again. It, it's so comical how how easy it is for the lower like peons and not famous hunters. To just get the cat. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, I, I want to hunt this cat. So you go hunt him first. Yeah. Catch yeah. him in like 45 minutes. Bring him to me. And then I'm going to try to stalk him for like days. With only nine bullets, which is which is great. Yeah. Uh, the, the, whole, the whole hunt, I don't want to skip ahead too much, but that whole hunting of the leopard, it seems like it's taking place like in an alternate universe. You got like like Axel sitting there in his uh, mansion, just staring in the distance, and it's like pouring rain or whatever. And then it cuts to the these guys doing this hunt, and it's perfectly nice weather. Uh, that happens throughout the whole movie. The <laughs> you know, rain, the rain comes and goes. Reality. Yes. So, oh, yeah. so yeah, he he's kind of um, um, brooding in his uh, on his island, and at one point he's wearing a really. Uh, loud, bright gold shirt with some kind of scarf-like accessory around his neck, and that is—that's good stuff. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> no, not exactly. Yeah, I think they give it to him when he comes when he first comes back on to his island. It's like it's like his welcome home, like accoutrements. It, <laughs> <And then> it's <laughs> a little brand, nice. yeah, a little Brando-esque um, right there. Yeah. Um, so then, um, so yeah, he puts out a bounty, $10,000 for the capture, um, but he's only if the beast is alive, Charlie. I think right around this time, many people dreamt of being um, weird loner hunters in, in like castles. Uh, are you, hmm. uh, what, what are you thinking of? I'm thinking of Blood, uh, Blood Feast. De- uh, yes, I'm thinking of Night of a Thousand Cats. I'm thinking of um, <laughs> I'm thinking of Laval Blessing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Good point. Who, who fancy that like, they want to wear like some some silken robes and they want like uh, smoking jackets and they want like the crossbow and stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, and and you know, Apocalypse Now too. There's something. Uh, there's something going. There's something in the air. There's something in the air. That's what I'm getting at. So the beauty of it is that, like we say here, um, it's very easy, it turns out, to capture <laughs> to capture the beast. They, yeah. 
They just I guess oh, yeah. they just almost sacrifice one guy, right? One guy gets attacked by the, the, the cat and then they drop the net over both the cat and the guy. Uh, do we know does well, that I, did that guy die, Tom? Uh I think that's the implication. Um but the the their their strategy they just wander through the jungle blowing like kazoos and banging on on drums and and that you know brings the the cat out and he just kind of watches all of this nonsense and then one guy stops to like smoke a cigarette and like any intelligent predator he he waits you know till the the herd is thinned out a bit and he goes after that guy mm. and, uh, so it's they, these these foolish Locals, they, they they stumbled into capturing him, but I don't think they did a really very and then good a, job. Like a net captures him, right? Like yeah. he gets tucked, yeah. and the guy wrestles him in the net. It didn't feel yeah. like they like it didn't feel like that was their plan, and yet he got attacked no. right where the net happened to be. But the whole premise yeah. of the movie is that this this cat is uh you know is has like superpowers, and yet it can be caught so easily and. It, it ruined, you know. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it go, of course. But I, I need to acknowledge that it, they're contradicting themselves right at the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tried to explain it later when Pleasant says that that leopards, um, they they always do what you don't expect them to do, mm. even if it's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he said. They'll come. They'll come right in the house when you don't expect them to come right in the house. <laughs> so, all right. So, so if, you, if you buy that, then anything goes. So here's what's going on. Uh, Pleasant apparently is paying ten grand to get this uh, cat um, brought to his island so that he can have a uh, one-on-one battle with it. You know, because because he's mad that he lost r- the first time. So that's what's going on. But meanwhile. His two daughters are um, coming to make a surprise visit with with his granddaughter and Ross, who runs a a a, a, a tour guide company um, wherever they are. Um, they're in Asia somewhere, right? Thailand. They're Th- in Thailand, and he he run, Okay, now what are the details? His name is Ross, but he he uh, Charlie, straighten this out. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, his name is Ross, but he runs. He's clearly the main guy in a company that's called Texas Tom's Thailand Tours, I think. Yes. It's had some alliteration going on. But there's a guy who's just the driver whose name is Tom, and he's not from Texas. So he they just kind of merged the this guy, Ross, who is from Texas, I think, mm. didn't want to be Texas Ross. So he stole the other guy's name. And just invented that for the company, but he kind of portrays a character that is a Texas Tom, which confused us greatly. And yes. it, it also, I think we credited the actor in the, in, with the wrong name <laughs> the first time we reviewed it. Well, it's an unnecessarily, <laughs> unnecessarily, unnecessarily complicated yeah. backstory. I mean, do- <laughs> it's amazing yeah. that a no budget movie went to the detail to explain that. It's almost as if. We talk about this sometimes that the filmmaker knew someone who did that and wanted to put it in the movie as a tribute to somebody yeah. because it has nothing to do with the story and it just no. wastes time. It's too weird and random uh, otherwise. So th- there's something going on there, but it's great. And I don't know what we're going to call him for the rest of the podcast. I want to call him Texas Tom, but his name is Ross. Charlie? 
just like Hawaii Pete, both people karate had Pete. karate Pete. Sorry, yeah, thank you. Both people had vans with sheets that had like <laughs> painted company names on the side, bus and, and van. But that 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 similarity is just wonderful. So yeah. Tom. I, I think we should just call him Texas Tom, even though that's not actually his name, because it's oh. more fun. We hear here, here. Here, here. <laughs> yes. So they're off to visit Axel. Um and they, they have to get on a bus. Uh we got Peg Peggy's the little girl. Her aunt Leslie, um her aunt Leslie <clears throat> is is a nice lady. Her mom, um, Georgia is is a mess. And mm-hmm. Texas Tom is awesome. That, that, that's the, the 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 foursome right there, pretty much. Um, yeah, it's almost very uh, natural these characters because they seem kind of real. Like Georgia is really a mess, but not so much a mess that it's very dramatic and over the top. She just seems like a lady who is spoiled and drinks too much. And Leslie is like a very normal woman. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it it's minutia and it's really weird totally normal not exciting stuff <laughs> <laughs> it is and tom tom texas tom brings it together and makes it uh makes it work because he is he's larger than life and he he is great yeah. if he had more screen time he'd be an all-time legend i mean he's pretty close to an all-time legend anyway mm-hmm. but and also um leslie was pretty famous uh through the 60s in a lot of movies and tv shows you guys notice that yeah i knew her from the wonder women yeah, she's been in a lot of good stuff, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah, she's she's beautiful. She's a uh, she's a good actress. All right. So meanwhile, Axel's uh, killing time on the island until the um, the hunters show up and he pays them the ten grand for the 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 beast. Um, and he then apparently he speaks telepathically <laughs> to the cat, informing it that they'll be in a mono a mono um, battle upon the island. He says. If I could kill you, perhaps I'll be all right. Look at me. There's no way off this island for either of us. You understand? I could kill you now, but it's my game. I make the rules. Only one bullet for each of your nine lives. Um, and we, the cat seems to um, comprehend this. <laughs> <laughs> why, why can't he just say it out loud? It's just... <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. The whole movie's dubbed anyway, so they're like, yeah, what difference does it make? <laughs> um, so he releases the cat, who very slowly uh, gets out of the cage. And um, and so that's the, the situation. Meanwhile, uh, Texas Tom sees the ladies off the boat for the island, and um, but they convince him to come with them. Oh, yeah, so he was going to stay on the mainland, but... Um, but he's very quickly and easily convinced uh, to join them to go to Axel's, which, which, thank God, what would we do without that guy? No, I know. And, and, and his, uh, his little photo session with Leslie is quite charming. <laughs> uh, they, they go for the classic freeze frame, and he's just doing these outlandish clown poses, so excited and broad. And, they, of course, they freeze the frame, not from the character Leslie's point of view. They right. film it just right. from the regular camera's point of view all <laughs> rules is, are being broken there yeah. so bad so bad so as soon as they get to the island uh little peggy goes off looking for socrates the dog which is a big problem um 
the rest of them are getting settled in the house. Um, Georgia, Georgia's looking for booze at any chance she gets. She's a big drinker. Um, and we learn that Georgia's had four marriages in a mm-hmm. in in like a mini soap opera esque scene between her and Leslie, uh, where Leslie gently uh, pries regarding how Georgia's doing, and it ends with a hug. That was um, turn up oh, the melodrama wow. to a hundred, huh, Tom? Oh wow, Le- Leslie. Leslie looks over at her and she says, "How are you doing?" And then Georgia says, "I'm fine." And then Leslie says, "No, how are you doing?" <laughs> That's right. I mean, she didn't just mean like, "How are you doing?" Like right now, she meant, "How are you doing?" That's so. That's so deep. I know. It's like psychically and emotionally. How how is your soul doing? <laughs> um, Leslie. No, that's good writing. <laughs> now, um, Leslie immediately takes a liking to to Texas Tom, and and seems there seems to be no guilt or worry about the fact that um, Tom and Georgia are an item. Right, they are an item, right, Charlie? It's hazy. It's, it's exceptionally loose. Uh, <laughs> it is not definite, and, uh, I, and he he keeps her at arm's length. You know, she she wants to go to Monte Carlo and. He says, yeah. uh, don't think so, babe. Okay, well, at least, <laughs> at the very least, uh, Leslie knows that Georgia is interested in Tom. Um, Correct. Uh, but, but that does not stop her from the the, the great uh, photo shoot. Uh, we learn that Leslie's a famous fashion photographer, which is uh, what leads to the, the, the scene Charlie already referenced, where, among other poses, Tom beats his, his um, bare chest while screaming. And it's oh, yeah. it is good stuff. The oh, and man. the freeze frames are unnecessary. Um, There's even a nice a nice shot in there where they they're like on some sort of a like scaffolding in front of in front of this waterfall, you know, and they're taking these pictures. And Tom is kind of lounging on the on the edge, or maybe sort of like a railing. And then one of the shots, he's like in the waterfall, like yes, Im- immediately, and then he's back. <laughs> It's like no, no time has passed, and he's traveled like hundreds of yards. <laughs> Tom, Tom, Texas Tom is a poetic man, and um, at one point in dis- discussing how he stopped reading newspapers, he says it's like an endless cartoon strip, and we're all part of it. Which is, I, I wrote that down because that that's deep, huh, Charlie? Yeah, I agree with that. It, it gave me pause. <laughs> <laughs> so then Georgia shows up and Leslie leaves. Uh, this is the moment where Georgia invites him to Monte Carlo and, and he says, I don't think so, babe. Oh. He's so quick with it. He's so It's so genius. It's just It just comes out so easily. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah. around his, uh, that's around his working up an appetite time, right? Right. Georgia mentions that Leslie is independent and mysterious. And Texas Tom, what does he do, Tom? Uh well he he just he just starts kind of slowly dancing shuffling back and forth and then he, then he starts yeah some some head bobs and some swinging of his arms and <laughs> it, it turns into like a whole kind of jumping jack slash dance routine <laughs> and she says what are you doing and he says I'm I'm working up an appetite and she's like what oh my this is so great was it written that was uh, that in the script oh there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, there's no way. There's it's no magical. Way. It is a magical moment in the history of film. It was better this time. Like I knew it was coming, and it was still better than the first time I saw it. I mean, yeah. wow. It just it, it it's and this happens not only with this, but a few other times later in the film where, 
I think someone wrote this in, in one of their reviews originally. It, ju it just feels like no one knew when to stop. You know, the, 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 the scene just is like, like you can tell the actors, actors are like, well, I guess we just keep going. There's no, but it's over. The scene is over. You know, there's no need for it to keep going. Oh, yeah. Thank the God. Air, the air has come out of it. And then their eyes are like just that 10% kind of confused. <laughs> and I'm the director. I'm sure was like, yeah, we're still, we're getting more movie done. So, God bless. God bless that guy okay. for keeping it rolling. And God bless the actor who played Texas Tom for, for that dance move. So good. And that, that's like a Pahu style moment, you know, where yeah, oh, the, yeah. an actor just in, it becomes so endearing. Um, meanwhile, it's, it's nighttime. It's raining out. Peggy has been gone all this time, the little girl, <laughs> looking for Socrates, the dog, and Georgia uh, decides that she's going to search in a few minutes. She's <laughs> going to give it a few more minutes, like, on this, like, uh, rugged um, island. Jungle island, yes. yeah. <laughs> of all the places, it's not only is it a jungle, but there's rickety scaffolding that she's on. She's <laughs> on slippery, wet, high-up scaffolding in a jungle with wild animals. <laughs> And uh, I don't even oh. think she, I don't even think the little girl like came into the house and like set a bag down or anything or had like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It was just like got off the boat, went to the wilds of the jungle. It feels like and it's got been, lost. yeah, like six hours. It feels like it's been six hours that she's been wandering the jungle, but she makes it back, um, surprisingly. Good for little Peggy. I'm happy for yeah. her. Um, so that's cool. Um, there's lots of good lines, but. Um, Tom tells Leslie, one of my favorites is when he says, I never knew a woman who knew how to love without trying to turn it into some kind of security trap. And then Leslie tells him that she's never seen a man able to fall in love without turning it into a slave master relationship. Um, and um, that's some, it's just, uh, it's just some good, I mean, it's bad, but in all the right ways, Tom. Yeah. It's, 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 it's really trying to be poetic too. That scene is like, it's not just those lines. They they keep going. They refer back to the comic strip uh, metaphor from earlier, and, <laughs> and then they start they start creating hypothetical um, creatures like people, and it, and then they they say they should get together, and it's like his his mythological woman and his, and her mythological man. Like they're like ideals of men and women, and it gets very complicated wow. what they're talking about. And she she tells him she's glad he's not going to Monte Carlo, and then they kiss. So, Charlie, their their talk here it, it almost feels like it could have been uh, given to the Cage Terror characters. Yeah, the girl with her her story about pomegranates, and then Richard oh, with yeah. his weird, you know, a, a very seventies. Uh, I don't know pseudo intellectual political gender yeah. issues yeah. and pseudo intellectual. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um. Georgia turns on the floodlights to, to go out and search for Socrates. Axel, who's been just wandering about hunting the, uh, the, 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 the cat all this time, he notices the light. Um, and, and then Georgia and Peggy um, see the beast up there am amongst the ruins. And, um, and Georgia's attacked, and, and, and she dies, right? Georgia's d dead, Charlie. Cool, quick thing here, yeah. I just want to point out how dark it is here. And I know this is a low-budget movie. We probably watched a bad transfer. Yeah. But when Georgia looks off towards that temple, mm -hmm. I was like, is that the cat there? Yeah. yeah. There's no lights. And that 
that leopard is dark black. Just, yeah, shades, <laughs> just different shades of black. Of black. I'm like, I can assume that that's the leopard, but I was struggling to see what she was seeing. Yeah, but yeah, what you said happens basically. Yeah, the the, the leopard comes together, and this is kind of a heroic moment for Georgia, right? Yeah. Uh, she saves her. Her she she doesn't seem like the most attentive mom, but she does give um, young um, Peggy a chance to to run up to the scaffolding, which is where she stays for the remainder of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Pleasant shows up and um, and finds that the finds the beast killing his daughter Georgia, you know. And uh, Pleasant takes the body away, brings it inside. Um, Tom goes looking for Peggy. And Leslie and Axel are sad back at the uh, mansion. I didn't mean it to happen, he says. I thought I was alone. Where where did you come from? You know? I don't believe you. Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should have called, yeah. right, Tom? Yeah, I mean, they definitely should have called. He might not have had a phone. You know, it's hard to know <laughs> these recluse types. But that I don't want to gloss over the, the raw emotion going on when it's Leslie and uh, Axel and the dead. Uh, Georgia, it is, it is powerful. Like they are both shaking, with with the intensity of of their emotions in that scene. Yes. So then they they sit together some time later, and she questions why he brought the animal to the island. And I don't know if this is that scene too that you're talking about, Tom. But uh, she yeah. says, "All my life I've understood you. Only you never knew it. You brought the cat here because you didn't want to face the truth." If you killed the cat, then you could patch up the old myth, Axel McGregor, the living legend. You believed your own press. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pleasance has kind of a uh, Halloween 5 um, <laughs> bit here where he says, Where did you come from? Where did you come from? Where the hell did you all come from? <laughs> And this is like the first, at this point, he seems completely insane, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then there's a couple moments later, you will see, and I don't think I'm going to jump too far ahead, but his level of insanity is not consistent at all. And he's already off the rocker, then he's back, and then he's crazy again. But he's great. He's pleasant. I I would love to know how many days he promised to these producers. He's like, all right, I'll do your movie. I'll give you uh, four days, you know? And they yeah. were just running like mad and just, ah, uh, um, yeah. is the phrase chewing the scenery, is this, is this an example of that, Tom? I, I think so, yeah. yeah. He's, he's getting everything he can get he's just, out of it. Going he for it. Yeah, he doesn't phone it in. I mean, he probably wasn't there for a long time, but I've seen other celebrity like guest appearances where they, they are super calm and they don't, they don't do a lot, you know? Yeah. But you see, like, like you know, we know Pleasance is a, is a professional. Yeah. And, but some of these other, and he's probably fine with um, Lee Madden never saying cut, you know, in the scene never ending. He doesn't, he never, he doesn't break. But in that scene when uh, Leslie, is, before she's confronting him, she, she kind of, at one point, kind of just says, like, why or something. And she's crying and she's... She's she's sniffling and she's trying to be emotional, but you can tell she she like doesn't know when to stop and she kind of breaks out of it for a minute and then like she mm. gets back into it and like she's like trying to be sad for too long and it, it just feels weird. She can't keep up with Pleasance. No one that's can. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Nobody could. No. So um, it's the next day. 
Peggy's been up on the the scaffolding <laughs> overnight in the rain. But we when we do cut to her from time to time, she seems comfortable and uh <laughs> and pretty happy. Yeah, so. she's, yeah she's, she's actually getting she's, some shut eye. She's <laughs> curled in a ball. Um, uh, Pleasance is limping through the rain, calling out her name. Um, and then now the cat uh, is up on the scaffolding with Peggy. Oh no! Axel spots her and he shoots the beast and chases it up um, the steps of the ruins. Um, and then he get. Uh, he gets a little head-to-head moment with the beast, and instead of shooting it, he has a flashback to the time he was attacked. We don't know that. We don't know, but we soon learn that the reason he retreats is because he's out of bullets, right, Tom? Yeah, he he pulls the trigger, but there it it's just empty. Because of the fool, <laughs> the the foolish scheme to only have nine bullets. That was. Uh, it's come back. He's already shot all nine, I guess, Charlie. Yeah, and he was almost firing them like warning shots. He was just kind of like, get away, you know, firing up there. And then and then he actually gets up there and he's looking right at it. He's like, oh, no. Axel, <laughs> you idiot. Oh. oh, yeah. All right, so he he goes back to the house and tells the other the others, Peggy's all right. Uh, she's up on a scaffolding. At any moment, the cat could get, get her. You know what else is funny? I'm sorry, but it, it seems like if you wanted to be like the most hardcore hunter, you would take one bullet. Yeah. And would, to, to redeem himself, he would be staring him in the eyes and fire the one bullet. He's like, whoa, I'm thinking nine. The old <laughs> nine like, lives clause. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, there's some uh, number that's tied in with cats, right? Yeah, nine. That's, uh, I'm going with that. <laughs> um, and I love, I love it. It's like, yeah, Peggy's fine. Make me a drink. Like they're all just like sitting in there, like with towels, and they're warming it, up. It's <laughs> domestic. It becomes instantly domestic again. And the, you know, they tried to have this cat be supernatural, like we said, and almost be like a uh, a Jason who is outside and can come get you, yeah. but. You have these interludes where it's like it's just regular domestic life, and because he's not supernatural, and all the doors and windows are closed, it's more <laughs> or less like they can't be gotten. There's a girl who's up high who can't really be gotten. Let's make some tea. Yeah, <laughs> and it feels I I don't know the landscape. I haven't figured out the geography of this island, but it it felt to me like the scaffolding was just on the other side of the gates you know I, i'm sure yeah. it's a little more than that but it feel it it feels like saving peggy would be pretty darn easy charlie idea road trip <laughs> to this island <laughs> on we the bring, river kwai yeah right we bring we bring like some compasses we bring you know some uh map makers and uh we kind of draw this thing out and figure these distances involved and see how mm. believable some of these. That's a good idea. I'm in. I'm in. If any, uh, if any listeners want to bankroll this expedition, go to shockmarathons.com and we'll figure something out. But we <laughs> we are up for the challenge of, of figuring out exactly we're going to make a map. Anyway, uh, Texas Tom says he's going to go get a hunting party. His plan is to run to the water and swim to the boat. Um, so we get, from time to time, we get to see him, uh, swimming around. Um, Les, uh, meanwhile, back of the house, okay, if Tom can run to the water and swim to the boat, he can run to the scaffolding and save Peggy, right? Well, they do, think. they do point out that 
cats don't like water, so he gets into the water. <laughs> he gets, I'm giving them throwing them a bone here, but okay. he he gets to the water fairly quickly and then he swims. And I I gotta give this guy Texas Tom props because that didn't look that easy and that water looked kind of gross. Yes, and that's yeah. that's good to do. Yeah, that was not fake. It's tough. It's no, tough. No CGI involved. So we get to deal with some nice drama um, between Leslie and, and Pleasance again back at the house. Um, um, w- and that's where we learned where Pleasance talked about how he's out of bullets. Um, Leslie goes for a drink in the kitchen and sees the beast through the glass. Mm. <laughs> the beast breaks through the glass, but then she sh- she shoes it away. Um, no, she, she, <laughs> she throws, throws hot water. Yeah. That you know, it's funnier to say she shoes it away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it it feels it almost feels like it's just a little pest, you know. I mean, yeah. Um, then we get to see Tom swimming. Um, now he's apparently on his way back because the boat was the boat was gone. The boat disappeared in the rain. Um, Charlie. It was like average Thailand rain, and <laughs> <laughs> and there's like oh the boat the boat washed away. That would mean like every day that you took a time that you took a boat there, it would wash away. <laughs> I kept I kept waiting for Pleasance to say, the cat did it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have fit in so. It nicely. totally would have. That would have made the movie close up of a of a little claw going to the rope, <laughs> ding, and then cut to the cat. Where you roll the footage forward and then back yeah. and then forward like he's laughing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so good. Oh, that would have been great. So yeah. Tom, Texas Tom gets to the house. Leslie updates him on the latest um, about the window attack in the kitchen. Um, uh, meanwhile, the little girl continues to just sit on the uh, scaffolding as the adults sit in the mansion talking about <laughs> how there's nothing that can be done. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there's a little bit of uh, a diatribe on fear here. Tell I us. Mean, Axel, um, he asks, are you afraid to Texas Tom? And Texas Tom says, hell yes, I'm afraid. You know, <laughs> something like it, it makes it makes me human or something like that. Yes. But, like and that. then Axel is being, you know, very poetic about fear. Right. That happens. A- Axel wakes up from a dream. That's uh, that's how that and and he bores Tom and the audience with the details of the dream, which then uh, leads into that discussion. They discuss the differences between Georgia and Leslie, and then the, the fear talk. And when Tom takes over, that is the best moment of it. He's like, "Of course I'm fe- I feel fear. It means I'm alive." You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Tom's tour guide partner, whose name is actually Tom, right? <laughs> that's that's actually Texas Tom. The actual yeah. Texas Tom. <laughs> But he might not be from Texas. No, it's, it seems unlikely that he's from Texas. <laughs> he seems like he's from Texas. But Thailand. Ross is from Texas? <laughs> yes. So yes. what's funny is, what's funny <laughs> is at it. this guy arrives on the island, um, and they must have filmed it on a very dry day because it's not raining and there's no wetness anywhere in the landscape. Um, no. Even though on the same island we cut back to the you know the the, the main characters uh, getting drenched, but that's fun, and so the poor uh, the, the actual Tom, very soon upon arriving on the island, gets attacked by um, the big cat, and um, yep. and that's heartbreaking for Texas Tom, who um, referencing the um, the gate to the mansion screams out. We've got ourselves in a cage, man, a cage. 
Oh, that's good, huh? Uh, oh, Tom, how, did, did, is that spoken in another movie that we've watched? Almost I, the same. It, it's not Cage Terror because I remember having a false belief that they said that in Cage Terror, which seems like they should, but he never does. Um, yeah. Is there another? I think they say it in Curse of the Screaming Dead. I think he says something almost like that. Yeah. They're trapped somewhere, and someone says something just like that. Yeah. In in the same manner, too. But um, when it happened in this movie, I thought, oh, that's this movie? Because I say that in my daily life. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> I always knew it as a Texas Tom line. Um, it's also um, in the great uh, film Don't Let the River Beast Get You, which is available on demand on Amazon.com. Check it out, folks. Um Pleasance is back in, uh, as I think Charlie said, it's it's kind of an up-and-down um, performance in terms of how crazy he is at any in any given scene. He's back in a trance-like state, muttering, oh, my God, over and over again, and then uh. saying, if we could get the cat in here and ourselves out there, we've got to get that child, oh, my God. And, and then we get to cut to the, the little girl who's just hanging out on the scaffolding, and it's great. And then Pleasance breaks up into his hysterics. Oh, this is this is rough, but but wonderful. Look at me, the famous Axel McGregor reduced to cat bait. What an idiot I am! Why did I ever bring the animal here? Silly cat bait! And everyone else has a big laugh, like ah ha ha. And um, they they were on they were so poorly directed, all on different pages. Like is that, is that supposed to be funny? Like Pleasance is funny is is a sad funny, and then the other people started chuckling as if it were good funny. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. They should have more pity in their re- reaction to him. You know, they were trying. I think I have a feeling like they were trying to copy. I don't know exactly what your things were done, but it feels like they were trying to copy Jaws when everybody's showing their scars and they start singing yeah and then jaws punches his nose through the side of the boat it's like happy 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 boom yeah it's like that done poorly yeah <laughs> yeah but so, in jaws there's not a dead body lying three feet away from you and a little girl perilous <laughs> danger yeah. Yeah. what about socrates i think so did we I think he gets killed uh, yeah socrates died they yeah. did, they don't show it or do they show uh, it? I can't remember. It's, there's like off a squealing off screen. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. So then basically, uh, the cat comes into the compound. Tom and Leslie run off. Pleasant stays a little extra time, um, and then and then he shuts the door and he runs off too. Um, they save the little girl, um, and then uh, they go to the boat. Axel dumps some um, gasoline or something, and as they're Floating away on the boat, he shoots the dock with. Oh, he found a gun, like oh, like a flare gun or something, in the boat, and that's what mm-hmm. he uses to explode the docks. And um, I guess um, the cat's been killed. It, they could still do a sequel. It, it's <laughs> it's open because you see fire and you see the mm-hmm. cat's eyes behind, but this cat is supernatural. This cat's one mean mother. He could still be out there. Yeah. Yeah. And they and, and they really um beat home that there's this link between Pleasance and the cat by fading in and out of their faces with their eyes lining up like Oh yeah. Which I ne- I don't buy I don't buy at, at all any kind of connection or like Pleasance doesn't even seem that interested. 
And the cat, the cat seems completely uninterested. Well, maybe the cat <laughs> believes his own press. Like, you know, they've been. All, he's heard this narrator bragging about how many people the, the cat's been killing in the villages. He's like, I'm a, I'm a real bad, you know, tough guy now. It's so funny that that the the, the new, we're they're trying to make us think there's news reports about this little tiff between a. A writer and a <laughs> and an animal. <laughs> it almost seems like it was a little bit influenced by Apocalypse Now, in the most like, you know, nowhere near. You know, not even they're they're not even the same. They're not even both movies. That's how far apart these two things are. But it feels like they wanted that primal, yes, stuff. That yeah, they, for sure. But I mean, they might have been before Apocalypse Now, though, right? Were they getting uh, word from um from the set? <laughs> Did they want to quickly one up uh, Coppola? They're like, we'll just churn out uh, something very similar to what they seem to be doing over there. It's possible that no one knows when this movie was shot, when it, when it came out. Yeah, um, five years apart from stuff. I, I don't could, know what yeah. you see on the VHS. What's it say? 70, it says 70, 77 on the VHS. Yeah. Um. This movie is uh it's pretty good. It's got some moments. It um it moves it moves pretty fast. I'm not super bored very often. Um Texas Tom is amazing. Pleasant has screen presence, of course. Um and you know, I'm I'm okay with it. I I like Georgia and Leslie. Um I'm I'm pretty happy with it. It's not an all-time classic by any means, but um I liked it better this time than the first time I saw it. And um and Texas Tom, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, Charlie, give me your uh, yeah. review. Uh, I think I liked it a little better this time as well. It's a, a very aimless movie and uh, very dark um, lighting-wise because so much of it takes place at night, and I find that kind of wearying. Um, so when you watch it in a shock marathon, you start to get very tired um, because it's a little bit repetitive and... Um, you know, it's not not a lot of progression in this movie. In the middle parts, it's just like a lot of freaking out and hanging out. <laughs> but um, the characters are pretty memorable. Um, I like '70s melodrama, which delivered, and um, some couple good lines that we still use nowadays. So uh, that's good enough. Yeah, '70s melodrama yeah. is is a, a key component. I like that, Tom. Yeah, I definitely liked it more this time too i definitely we i think collectively we paid more attention because we seem to have gotten some of the the facts wrong yeah uh, <laughs> when we first saw it <laughs> um but i like i like what i like most about it is is the the setting a unique setting like it's it's such a crazy setup you know you're on an island with some buddhist uh monastery statues and sculptures that are being restored and there's a puma, panther, leopard thing, and but there's also this like leisure house um, with all these odd chairs all over the place, and everyone's sitting on the ground, you know, and and the characters like it's it, like it's kind of all out of some weird dream, you know. No, I've never seen a movie like that, especially a horror movie. Like it's so odd. That's what I like about it. Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, when it ended, I. My brain w totally expected the credits to roll fast, and 
for it to be 1985 and for a local commercial to suddenly run on a Saturday on, on local TV, like a an ad for a, a local arcade or something, it felt so much like a movie you'd, you, that would just be on local TV in 1985 um, mm. and and was a, a pleasant, uh, just a pleasant distraction. And uh, it, it's it's got a lot of adventure. You know, it, it, it's horror, but it's it's also a little bit more action adventure or... Or maybe just adventure too, but but yeah. which is a pleasant um, uh, departure. It's Conrad esque. Yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah, so it, it's pretty good. Pleasance is great. I mean, just for Texas Tom posing, you know, posing and uh, dancing and talking about the cage. It's all good. Yeah. The best parts were all the parts that weren't in the script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like. Um, it feels like they had an they had an island, they had a cat, and they had Donald Pleasance for four days. You know, that feels like yeah. and and frankly, oftentimes that is a recipe for for disaster, a la um, Blood Feast. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I don't, perhaps Blood Feast isn't a disaster in your eyes, guys. But I uh, love Blood Feast. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. How dare I say <laughs> that? I jam. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll I. I uh, we'll have to rewatch Blood Feast. Blood Feast is the cats, right? Yeah, with yeah. Dorgo and yeah. the, the helicopter. Yeah, we should watch that next. It, this, it's in, in line with this uh, theme. It, it has the yeah. same vibe, the same uh, like tropical um, hunter, playboy, mansion people. Yeah. Let's find. We'll find out very soon how it compares. But I'm 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 gonna say with servants. I'm gonna say right yeah. now this one's better because it doesn't have a helicopter. You know, that's my current uh, opinion. Um, so yeah, my, my shock memories were just, um, I just remembered a little, a little girl on scaffolding and, uh, Texas Tom dancing. Um, and, uh, this time around, I don't know. I was less bored watching it this time than I was the first time. Any memories, uh, guys, Tom? I didn't remember much besides, I remembered Pleasance, you know, shouting. What In my memory, I, me- I remembered Pleasance shouting at the leopard, but in reality, it all took place in his head and he didn't open his <laughs> mouth at all. <laughs> but, but, you know, that was kind of it. But I wasn't bored for a second watching this this time. Yeah, it, I find it more coherent than I estimated it to be. Yeah. I, I, the first time that we watched it, I remember thinking it was just random footage put together. And then I think Tom told me a story that some of the negative had been lost in a trunk somewhere of a car. Yeah. And then they didn't have all their footage, but they still like just put it together and made a movie. Maybe had to shoot other things to fill it in or something. And that that seems like wow. That my original estimation movie was yes, that makes sense because all of a sudden the credits are rolling and you just like what did i watch but it's <laughs> it's a little bit better th- than that it's still aimless more or less but uh it's, it's a little bit better than that faint praise but yeah it's and it's um it's 1970s uh it's super 70s with its um with its meandering philosophical um talk and uh and 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 like charlie said just something in the air regarding um uh, these lone, these lone people out there um, um, fighting nature, man versus nature, very uh, primordial. Is that it? Yeah, man's inhumanity to to, to leopard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let me. Ju- I just need to point out one last time: the whole premise ruins the movie. If you can pay ten thousand dollars, 
to get the locals to catch the the beast, that erases everything. I mean, the beast is supposedly running rampant all over the place, killing people for the joy of killing. And that's why that's why Axel came in the first place, I think. And, right. And yet... That's right. <laughs> and yet, immediately after the beast hurts Axel's leg, he can just pay off local hunters? I mean, what were the local hunters doing before that? They were just watching yeah. their their villages get destroyed and like, well, we're going to let that beast keep doing it until uh, a rider pays us 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah, it's better to get it's better to not die. Just They did no, they knew they it. were holding out. I guess maybe that one guy died. That one guy in the net. They just I, I did he die, yeah. Tom? Yeah, I think I think, I think so. And I think somebody else did too. It they, seems like that was their plan. They're like, uh, "Johnny, go light a cigarette in the back there, lure the beast to the net, and uh, thank you." <laughs> Your cat bait, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> He's actual cat bait. Oh yeah, the laughing yeah. fit is amazing. Pleasant. Uh, look at me, silly cat bait. So. <laughs> It's remarkable how little hunting Pleasance does in this movie. How, how little walking he does. There's those couple yeah. shots you mentioned, but for like you don't. It, his big game hunting days must be forty years in the past. <laughs> yeah, but like it's so easy. You know, all you have to just have him kneel down and like look at a track or something. Like nothing like that happens. He just kind of walks around. He like there's nothing. He's yeah. He's just wandering around hoping he runs into him. Yeah, it's like it's like they went out and they pointed the camera in four different directions. Like, all right, quick, uh walk in that direction. Good. Now we'll go this way. It looks like a different landscape. Now that way and that way. Those are all the hunting shots. We're just gonna use every millisecond. And now you're in the house for the rest of the movie. You're in the house. Sitting. <laughs> yeah, sweating and sitting there poetically. With a, with a crazed a crazed look in your eye. Oh wow. So, what's this movie called again? I could just picture that right after some of those takes, Nancy Kwan, like, went, like, if her, she knew someone there on the set or, like, the other actress was like, what's up with this guy? Like, about Pleasance, you know? Because, like, he's still going on and he's in the foreground and she's in the background trying to, like, match his craziness or act off of it. And it's like, don't. Don't even try because uh, he's delivering tons of craziness. Oh, to be a mosquito on the wall at uh, uh, uh in that little island, that would have been fun to to see what was going on there. So really? it's called Night Creature, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You, you have any alternate titles offhand we can give the people or no? Fear is one of them. <laughs> uh, yep. Out of the darkness. Tom, uh, I yeah. think that was the main other one, but yeah. I also just like cat. Yeah. I like cat. cat. Yeah. Cat. I also have also have Devil Cat written down here. I like that. Like, hey guys, you want to go to the movies tonight? You want to go see Cat? <laughs> <laughs> what about, yes. What about fear. <laughs> fear. Yeah. <laughs> so, so oh, it's great. Tom it's Hanks great. would go. Tom Hanks in uh. He knows uh, you're alone. He knows you're alone. Would go see uh, fear. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Night Creatures, well worth watching. And um, we'll see you next month for another exciting edition. For Tom and Charlie, this is Farley saying good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.